Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Comedian Adam Ferrara cracks up the Bethesda Theater in Bethesda, Maryland this Friday night. He joined me to discuss his successful stand-up career, TV roles like Rescue Me and Nurse Jackie, and even the Adam Ferrara podcast, 30 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Hey, Adam Ferrara, hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in D.C. again. Good to see you again, my friend. I'm happy to be coming back. I'm looking forward to uh, Friday, uh, the Bethesda Theater. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I, we spoke a couple years ago. I can't remember where it was. It the DC Improv or maybe Alamo Draft House. One, one or the other. One or the other. But it's great to catch up again. Bethesda Theater is a cool spot. Um, it's Labor Day weekend, so yeah, tell people to kick it off. You know, if they want a hilarious way to <laughs> kick off, come their in. Long I will weekend. make you laugh. Come in, start your long weekend with a laugh. I will make you laugh. I'm always looking forward to coming back and seeing you. I love the DC area every time I come see you guys because one of the things I like to do is first of all, walk around DC is beautiful. And last time I was there, I saw diplomatic plates on a Hyundai. I don't know what kind of broke ass country was driving around in that car. But that's the kind of stuff you can see in D.C. Only. So, uh, in yeah, I'm looking for back. <laughs> only in D.C. Yes. And maybe Bethesda. But that's fantastic. Yeah. That, that's great. And um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know when com- when comedians like yourself come on, like I don't it's always hard because you don't want to spoil your punchlines, but you want to tee, tee up the show and tease something. So like and there's no shortage of stuff going on in the news in this town, but. I don't know, like what what topics are you going to get into? Can Maybe is, is that a general well, way we can talk about it? I'm a confessional comic. That's pretty much what I do is I take my life. I put it in a blender and I talk about it. When it comes to like politics, I don't make enough money for the Republicans to care about me. And I make too much for the Democrats to give me stuff. So no matter who's in charge, I'm screwed. So <laughs> I'm just trying to be the best man I can be. So it's like today I was talking to my mother on the phone. My mother, my mom, I call my mom every day because she lives by herself. And I say, hi, Ma, I love you. And that's the end of my participation in the conversation. She doesn't really need to talk. She just needs to hear me so she can get it out. So I just put her on speaker and I do stuff around the house. Like I'll do the laundry. You know, you got to hum to keep it going. Mm, mm -hmm. I went through security at JFK with my mother on the speaker in the bin. Really? Shoes off, belt off. She's still going. Right? Because I don't know what it is. My feet keep swelling up. They're getting bigger and bigger every damn day. The guy is wanding me. I have my arms out. He's wanding me. He's like, you know, my mother has the same thing. (laughs) <laughs> beep, 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 beep. yeah that'll set up if uh you know if metal doesn't set off the metal detectors the mom in the bin will absolutely mm-hmm. is it by the way what behind you is that a real stoop or is that just like a green screen backdrop no that's just a great this is actually my little studio here in my garage that is the exterior of abbey road studios oh, okay. uh and that's uh, a little mural my wife made and that is uh abbey road studios desk number three uh, that is a tubed desk that the Beatles did tomorrow. Never knows on. So uh, this is my little studio here, and it's called Abbey Normal Recording Studios. 
Abby, it's my garage. Normal. Basically, I'm Jason. I am in the garage. My wife is. I'm moving further and further to the street. She's phasing me out. My wife. <laughs> so this is my, my my little play area. I get to do my podcast here. I get to plug my dates here. And this this is where I go. Thank you for Are you the. Married? I am married. My wife is downstairs. This is my, our little office, as you can tell. I yeah, mean, these yeah. these post COVID. This is how we. This is how we roll, right? This is it. This is. I, I sit here and then I, I I wait for Amazon boxes to come up and then I curse because uh, <laughs> every day these boxes come with the smirk on their face, like. Do you think Jeff Bezos, like when I first saw that, I was like, uh, I was like, is he going for like a, the Nike swoosh, but with more of a smart ass little smile? Like, you know what I mean? It's got that little dim dimple. For the money I'm spending, he should deliver those boxes to me personally. He should be handing me those boxes. He goes, Please thank your wife, Adam. She paid for the whole divorce. That's what he should do. Yeah. Well, and my so wife keeps the box. Does your wife keep the boxes? Well, we do if, you know, in case of returns or something, you know, we have a whole system over the last couple of years, but wait, yeah, that never put, happens. My wife you... keeps the boxes in the garage like a serial killer taking trophies. <laughs> and then the smirk turns like upside down over time. It's really creepy. I turn them upside down. I go, I go, so they're frowning. I'm like, now you're sad. How's that? <laughs> and I don't think the Childish, boxes, but it makes me feel better. Well, that's the whole point of this. Be a little childish because it makes the rest of us laugh. But I guess you can't put a box. Have you tried to put a box on the fake stoop behind you or does it fall off? Because it's just two dimensional. That's Boom. funny. That's funny. I, believe me, this is one stoop I don't need boxes on. I don't have to pay for anything delivered to this stoop. I love it. We won't stoop to that level. But hey, thanks for um, thanks for the Abby Normal reference because all of us young, Fran young Frankenstein fans, Mel Brooks, uh, appreciate that. That is great. Oh, I did. So I was on a show called Top Gear. It was a show about cars. And we had yeah. Cloris Leachman on the show. Rest in peace. Frau Glucker was on the show. And the gag, Jason, was I made a limo out of a 69 Lincoln. Right? <laughs> and, I, and I put her in and I drove it to the Emmys. That was the gag. Yeah. So the, the horn, I had the horn uh, be, uh, was the sound of a horse going. <laughs> so, Just and like whoever the got that joke. Yeah, whoever got the joke got it, but she was great, man. She told me stories about about shooting uh, Young Frankenstein, and it was it was really really cool. It's an all timer. My father in law and I were just talking about Abby Normal like the other day. It's so it's so great. The what knockers? Oh, There's thank so many you, doctor. Guys. Thank you, doctor. And by the way, <laughs> um, uh, Aerosmith. I I read that that's where they got the the song title "Walk This Way" from. Was from Igor doing yeah. the yeah. yeah "Walk This Way," and that was an old joke. Uh, I saw an interview with Gene Wilder. That was an old joke that they just did. Him and Marty Feldman did, and and Mel Brooks wanted to take it out. He wanted to take that joke out, and they said, "No, you can't take that out." And Mel Brooks didn't want the song at the end. The Gene Wilder putting, talking putting on the Ritz, right? Yeah, I had heard that putting they had the to Ritz, really yeah. fight for that with Peter Boyle. Another rest in peace. Well, actually, Wilder too. Rest in peace to all of them. But they're just legends. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that I guess we're we're talking icons, which ones? I assume that those are some of them. But which other ones did you grow up? You know, watching in the early days, what Huntington Station, New York. What was like your go-to oh, growing up? Smokey and the Bandit was one of my favorite movies of all time because it reminded me of my dad. My dad was Gleason with that little pencil, uh, pencil thin mustache, <laughs> and Stir Crazy. If you want to talk about Wilder, uh, Silver Streak, and Stir Crazy, yeah. and I got to meet Pryor, so that was really cool. I was nominated for an American Comedy Award, and uh, they showed a clip of me. They showed a clip of my stand-up, and we went to commercial, and Pryor's table was right behind me, and my friend Mary Ellen was with me, and she, she. Uh, uh, said you have to go meet Pryor during a commercial. I said I can't. It's Richard Price. Like you're never going to get this opportunity again. So she pushed me to do it, Jason, because I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. So I went over and I said, Mr. Pryor, it was a big long line to see him. I said, Mr. Pryor, I'm a big fan. I just want to, I just want to shake your hand and say thank you. He goes, Was that you? No, no, they just showed the clip. I go, Yeah. He goes, You're funny. That's all I needed to hear, Jason. You're Richard Price. Life. said I was funny. That was it. 
set Done. for life. You that plastered that on every business card, every poster. <laughs> I was that's my ringtone. I'm telling yeah. everybody. You that's come see me at the Bethesda Theater Friday. I will come tell you that story again. I'm telling everybody. If your phone goes off, the ring ringtone will be Richard that's Pryor. A, you're funny. That's you're funny. That's gonna be Richard Pryor. Well, okay. Oh, hey, I gotta take you are a hero. <laughs> what was your uh, What was your movie when you were a kid? Oh my gosh! Well, see, I'm an old soul, but so I I I grew up. You know, my dad had me watching Caddyshack and all the ones you're talking about. But my era, because I was mm -hmm. like a late '80s '90s guy, man, I was like a you know, I was like a Jim Carrey, Dumb and Dumber, or like a you know, yeah. Austin, Austin Powers. Like that was my you know, that's yeah. my childhood. Yeah, I'll yeah. behave. Funny. <laughs> I mean, Doctor Evil. I mean, come on, like that trilogy. I probably watched over there or Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, all all that stuff, all the Jim Carrey stuff. That, I, yeah. If I had to, you know, it's pro it's probably that's your go. To, what, what's your go-to movie like to your background movie you got a go-to movie a background oh, movie wow that's really hard see I, I mean i'm a huge movie buff i i love everything like i'm i'm like a huge hitchcock guy and a frank capper guy i can take it mm -hmm. all the way back i i love all that all that kind of stuff that's um, nice you put on psycho that's a nice way just to calm down at the end of the day yeah if you really want to unwind you know those bernard herman strings it, it just kind of relaxed you know yeah <laughs> Gr growing up like i don't know man like growing up it's you know it's it's all it's all the stuff you know indiana jones and rocky and back to the future mm -hmm. and all you know all the, all that stuff was was my childhood but um so yeah, your yeah. child when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So we talked about your childhood then. Then when do you make the leap? How do you actually start doing the stand-up? Is it around Long Island? Is it in New York City? Is, and what's the difference? Between yeah, no, I started on Long Island. I got uh, I got out of college. I told my parents, well, we've done one of your things. Now I'm going to try one of mine. So I yeah. went to this open mic on Wednesday night. And I, I just got, I got bit that night, Jason. And I started doing stand-up. And I got lucky um, because... Uh, all the bar owners in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut found out it was cheap to produce comedy, and I had a car. So I would drive around, pick up the headliners, and I would learn learn uh, how to do stand-up that way. And uh, I started doing the road really, really young. And then I got uh, my first TV deal, and I came out to L.A., uh, and then I started acting because I got a job on a sitcom. And I was like, oh, I really like this. I better start acting. So one thing led to another. I was doing stand-up. I was doing acting. And then um, I got my first TV show. My first TV series regular was uh, on a show called The Job with Dennis Leary. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got to play uh, cops on that show. And then that show led to Rescue Me with Dennis. Yeah. And then we did uh, something for Comedy Central and touring. And then, then I got Top Gear, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to go around the country driving uh, cars that cost more than my house. And then I was on Nurse Jackie with Edie Falco for a couple of years. Uh, and I still maintain stand up because it's just so much fun to do. You know, movies are great, TV's great, but stand up is immediate and it, it takes you right, right into uh, interaction with the audience. So I'm very grateful to come back to Bethesda Friday.
Thank you. I want to do, if you have a second, a, a, a little bit of a deeper unpacking of Dennis Leary and Rescue Me, because I mean, a, okay. a just working with Dennis Leary, but B like the importance, like, you know, like it was right after 9-11 too. I think it really, I don't know, helped the yeah. country heal in a way. Not only- We were doing the cop show uh, when 9-11 hit, because I remember the bridges were, uh, there, were there was uh, checkpoints at the bridges. Yeah. Um, uh, and so then we started, uh, Dennis and Peter Tolan, who were the creative force behind the cop show, did uh, Rescue Me. Um, and then I joined the, the cast, uh, I think season, end of season three, uh, till the end of it. And my character was Chief Needles. And I was one of the young chiefs that got promoted after 9-11 because all the guys were gone. Yeah. You know, people had to step up. So I got to, I had to step up in that role. And, and Dennis asked me to play that part. And, uh, and it was great because as an actor, it's one of the best jobs you can get because you get to do funny, you get to do drama, you get to do all everything an actor gets to do. And I get to work with my pals. So it was it yeah. was one of the best times of my life. And how about Nurse Jackie? I mean, that's all talk about also raising your game working with a with yeah. uh, you know a Titan in Falco. Yeah, that was great. We for, well for like two years it was just me and her because uh my character was her love interest. So we we went through this whole romance and this whole breakup. So that show is what made my mother okay. When I got that show, my mother became the queen of the day room in her in her condominium complex <laughs> because she was telling everybody, Jason, you know, my son is working with Edie Soprano. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought he was the fireman. No, no, no. This is much better. So they all had lists of questions that they wanted me to ask Edie. So Edie's doing the tonight show. Right. And she mentions I'm joining, I'm going to join the cast and, oh, they said his name and everything. So my mother's listening to the interview and she has two kids. So my mother made, um, uh, hats. My mother knits since my father passed away. That's how she processes grief. Jason, she knits. I have more Afghans than Kabul. She just keeps knitting. So she made these hats, these winter hats for Edie's kids. She's like, Adam, she's a single mother. She's working. When does she have time to knit? I go, I don't know, Ma. I have no idea. So she sends me these hats. She goes, I want you to give these hats to Edie Soprano. It's okay. And she sends me the hats. They're awful. They're awful. One, the brim is over here on one of them. The other one, the head is this way. They're like little elephant man hats. They're like little <laughs> from the Junior John Merrick collection. These these, these oblong hats. Wow. Elephant man. We're going. So I'm like, to oh my god, David I got Lynch these now. Eat. All right, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I'm Set, not an animal. Eat. I'm a hat. Yeah, I am not an animal. My head's just cold. <laughs> So I go to the set. Up just I, now, I, or have you told that joke before? Because that's pretty good. No, I, I, you're the only one that got the John Merrick reference. <laughs> I didn't think you'd get John Merrick. Hey, bring it on. Let's go. Um, so, so I go to the set and I give her, I give it a hat, right? And she, I said, my mother made. She goes, "Oh my God, what's her address?" She, she goes, she gets a card, she writes a note to my mother, and she mails it. My mother calls me like a week later. Let me tell you what a lady Edie Soprano is. She didn't send no email. She bought a car. She wrote a note. She walked to the mailbox. She licked a stamp and she sent me a letter. I go, oh, that's great, Ma. What did you do with the letter? I had it laminated. What? Yes. It's in the curio next to the good dishes and the picture of Sinatra. That's fantastic. Well, I'm glad you could make yeah. Mom happy. That's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, speaking, I mean, uh, you've been generous with your time, but one more uh, titan of showbiz, uh, actually yeah. just a, a buddy of ours that I know that you know, uh, Mark Stern here in D.C. says hi. Hey, Mark <laughs> the, Stern. the Tony Kornheiser show. Yeah, I know. I know him from, from around town. He's a buddy the of mine. The Mark Stern. The Mark Stern, right oh. up there with Richard Pryor, right? 
<laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing. I got to meet Tony uh, years and years ago. I was I, yeah. always a big fan. Uh, a fellow Long Island kid. You know that going, Isaac. Of course. Uh, so I, I went to do the show when he was uh, on the radio. And I've done the show for years. And it's Mark has been he's one of my best friends. And he's actually on my podcast as well. And uh, it's just so much fun to come back to this area and see everybody. And and uh, I wish Mark could be there. He's up at the U.S. Open. He so does that tennis podcast. Yeah, he does a tennis podcast, and he's up there. Uh, he's up at the U.S. Open right now. So, yeah, Mark's a sweetheart. He's on my podcast. You can listen to him. Tony was on my podcast as well. Kornheiser, who was on this week? I think Jay Moore is on this week. Uh, I've had a lot of fun doing that podcast. Um, who's been, uh, Nathan Lane did one for me. Andrea Martin, Joe Buck, for any sports fan on there, he was fun. We had a nice talk about his dad. Uh, I had an FBI agent that worked on the Bundy case. Whoa. Yeah, that was creepy. And I'm pretty sure he did it, Jason. Just don't mix up your episodes and accuse Joe Buck of, you know, killing all the Ted Bundy. Killing him. Yeah, you gotta get it. Yeah, but if you're music, I've had Stevie Van Zandt on. I've had a a bunch of. Ann Wilson Wilson. from Harch. Ann Wilson sang Stairway to Heaven to Led Zeppelin and the President at the Kennedy Center. Oh, yeah. I've I've watched it a million times. And and Robert Plant and Jimmy Page, they're all like tearing up, man. And and isn't John Bonham's son, I think, is on the drums? John Bonham's son was playing drums? Yes. it's the best Kennedy and the Obamas are up there like tearing up. Like it's, yeah. it's insane. It's, I think it's the best. She told me how nervous she was. She was yeah. so nervous. She said, yeah. and she goes, that's when she started doing meditation stuff it was a really, really good interview. Yeah. She was a sweetheart. That's the fun thing about this, this podcast is I get to, I get to call people that I really want to talk yeah. to and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll come on. I had Glenn Johns on. He produced the Beatles' Get Back. He produced Zeppelin One. He produced the Who, Who's Next, Linda Ronstadt, the Eagles. And I'm talking yeah. to the guy. It was great. How do you think I'm feeling talking to you and so many folks, man? It's the same thing. We're the luckiest guy. <laughs> Get, getting to do these podcasts, it's, we're the luckiest guys around. Wait, plug, plug it away. You plugged the guest, but what's it called? The Adam Ferrara Podcast, 30 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. 30 Minutes You'll Available Never Get Back. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Exactly. Well, this is like 15, 20 minutes you'll never get back. So I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I stole those 20 minutes from you, but what are we going to do? I enjoy talking. Thank you so much for plugging the dates. If you're in town uh, Friday night, come see me at the Bethesda Theater. Start your Memorial Day weekend. I will make you laugh. Appreciate it. I love it. Thank you so much for doing this. Be well, brother. All right. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.